This season of Hack Chat is taken over by women who power cybersecurity. Exciting, or you secure a, a product to a certain point and you keep pushing the boundaries of the threat model. It's not enough to say, I checked all the boxes that are here. I have this certification, I have that degree. Well, so do 50,000 plus other I looked at them and it was, uh, it opened the door to a new world to me. The idea was to build a community around it, to like foster an idea that will outlast me. I say you go with your dreams, you know, if you want to do two things, if you want to do three things, if you want to do everything professionally, you might can. You should just try it. Solid experience um, and a background that, you know, when I went back out into industry was, you know, frankly attractive. Welcome to Hack Chat. My name is Marco Figaro, and today we have a special guest. It's the first guest that I haven't written anything down. I haven't done any research. I don't need to do research. This person has known me for so long. We go way back. I mean, way, way back. Talk about college days. And we had disconnected for a while, but reconnected along in the beginning of our careers and have really parallel to heights that both of us really didn't think we were going to get. And for me, we were really cool in college. We had a good relationship, friends. She was the vice president of the computer club at Temple University. Today, I am honored to have, I call her Alex, Alexandria. San Miguel, welcome to Hack Chat. Thank you, Marco. Please introduce yourself to, to everyone out there. What is your background, what you've done, please? Thank you, Marco. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Um, so, you know, my background's, I think, an interesting one. And I yeah, agree. It starts, <laughs> it starts back at Temple, where you and I met. I was studying computer science at that point. Um, and yes, I was the president or the vice president of the computer club, ACM. Um, and uh, I used to try and recruit you into it all the time. I agree. Uh, I, I, I wasn't very successful, but, but I was persistent nonetheless. Um, while I was there at Temple, I had a minor in business administration. And the combination of the two, you know, obviously very technical uh, and then sort of business background got me into a position where uh, I was somewhat uh, attractive to the big fours. Um, they had functions within them that basically, I mean, they were auditors, they were IT auditors. And given that it was a accounting firm, um, somebody with a business background that understood tech or vice versa uh, was, you know, sort of perfect for the role. At that point, I had no idea what it meant, to be honest. Um, but I got thrown into the mix at a huge consulting firm um, at a time just before Sarbanes-Oxley. So if you remember, um, the Enron scandal ended in all public companies having to attest to their financial statements and which basically what that meant was 
CFOs had to basically sign off on their internal controls. And obviously nowadays, nobody's doing accounting on notebooks and paper and pen, they're all on systems. And so um, there was a need for folks like myself that had, again, uh, both the, the tech background and an understanding of business process. And so it was a great time. Um, it was a very fast paced time. It set the tone for the rest of my career. Uh, there was a point where, you know, because these public companies had no idea what Sarbanes-Oxley socks for short really meant to them, they literally were just throwing millions and millions and millions and millions <laughs> at these firms. And yeah. they had, and these firms had to throw people at these engagements. And so I would be, you know, fresh out of school in yep. a room telling a CIO how they were doing things wrong. And um, it made for a very, very, very rich experience. Uh, there were companies of all sizes, of all different industries. And so that set a, a really good pace for, for my career. I understood, again, technologies. And then more importantly, I think um, risk management and business process and how all of those intersect. And mm. so I spent many years at Deloitte and then moved into the private sector. I ended up at Sony eventually um, as part of their internal controls team, managing their IT audit program, mm. um, IT internal controls with, again, a focus on finances um, and did that for you know, so long that I was doing it in my sleep. I became oh. a little bit bored mm-hmm. and that was maybe six years ago. Mm-hmm. And I started sort of fishing around to figure out what the next move in my career was going to be. And our CISO at Sony, at Sony Music, um, knocked on the door. And she said, come work for me. I need a risk person. And I had spent, at that point, I was, I was, I was a risk professional with a focus in technology, right? Um, and she came and she said, come on over. And I said, nice. I, I don't hack. I don't, I'm not a professor. <laughs> You know, because mm-hmm. that's what everybody thinks mm-hmm. of when you think of security, right? And she said, mm-hmm. I don't, that's not what I need. I need somebody who understands process, who understands risk, who understands governance. Um, come work for me. And it took, for, mm. it took her a year of courting me. She convinced me. And the best decision of my career, mm. hands down. Um, I don't have to tell you or anybody watching this and listening to this. I mean, security is where it's at. Um, it's been such an amazing ride since then. And now I um, have moved off from Sony. I am now at Run the Runway as the Director of Governance, Risk and Compliance mm. um, in their technical uh, technology and security team. Um, and so that basically means that I'm responsible for everything uh, within the tech space and security space that has to do with, again, you know, governance and policy mm-hmm. and compliance and risk management. Um, and, and awareness, which would be super fun. So mm. that's that's my story. It wasn't very. It wasn't a nutshell, but that's how I got here. <laughs> let's let's go back because a lot of people. I'm not gonna lie. They say I have a lot of swag, and I'm just gonna be honest and let the world know. When we was in college, you hooked me up with the swag. You kind of made <laughs> me go into that lane. But I do remember there was a period of time. And you moved to Italy. 
to uh, no it was london it was london, Sorry, london, yeah. london, yeah, yeah. london europe you're close europe you were close. yeah europe in the same ball game what were you doing out there not tech no not you were not doing tech but i want it, you know what though you, at all you were at following was, your passion yeah passion. yeah yeah so so remember when i said in my very long intro what you know my story my my, my background mm-hmm. um Remember when I said I started to get bored? Mm-hmm. Well, I wasn't kidding when I said I started to get bored at one point. Right. And um, I decided one day I was just going to leave. I left Deloitte. I left uh, home and I moved to England to study, study, to study shoemaking mm-hmm. and shoe design. And it was probably one of the best years of my life. Um, I... I, I dropped everything to just do something that was completely unrelated. It was, uh, 2007, 2008. So you can imagine how hard it was to get back into the workforce when my money ran out. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, talk about, you know, following your passions. Yeah. For me, I'm fascinated with learning and, and really cutting the process of like, getting to that next level. So when you left Deloitte, you went into this industry that you didn't know much about. What was your mindset in terms of learning the business? Because a lot of people are are looking at cybersecurity, how much it's growing. And I'm, I'm relating it to learning a new skill. Mm-hmm. What was your mindset to say, hey, first of all, I'm going to go and do this in terms of passion. It is your passion, fashion. And by the way, if you ever see Alex, she's always dressed to the nines, like <laughs> runway. But what I what I want to go into is when you went over there, what was your mindset in terms of learning and uh, learning a new industry and learning a new craft and skill? How did you tackle that? Yeah, I mean, I think it was it was first letting your guard down right mm-hmm. and allowing yourself to be open to new experience mm-hmm. uh, allowing yourself to be open to absorbing something that you've never done before i mean it was completely different from anything i'd ever done i was you know i was being creative and 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 making you know i I'd, I'd been traditionally doing things that were very technical you know, you read a book, you understand some theory, you apply it in real life, but this was different. This was completely out of the box for me. And it was going and, 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 and finding inspiration in whatever it was and designing, you know, shoes at that point uh, that I, that, that, would, that came from my experience and from my inspirations and it took a little while to figure it out, to be honest. I'd never, you know, I'd always been like I said, you know, in the maths, in the sciences, that's what my degrees were in the accounting and, 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 and finance, that's the stuff that I, I was learning. And so that's all very linear and black and white. Um, when it, when I had to go off and sort of, you know, find inspiration in, in, in the food that I ate or the countries I visited or the, you know, something I saw on t- it, it, it was, it was, it was, it was a challenge. And what it really meant was, um, sort of throwing out the window all these traditional ways of, that I had learned and allowing myself to just be a little bit more organic and, and, and fluid in how I consumed that and then, you know, put it to paper. Um, and 
you know, I'm still very linear and, and black and, the, and white in the way that I approach learning. You know, for me, I still did a lot of research. I learned all the tools, you know, the, the Photoshops and Illustrator and th those things. I did because that's just the way that I am. Yeah. Um, but, you know, what went into that in terms of uh, output, uh, design and, and the artistic side of it, I, it, took, it took some work. It took some work and it took, uh, number one was just getting out of my own way. So how did you get back into the industry as, as your money flow wasn't there? And yeah, yeah. So crisis? how did you get back in and you say, okay, I'm going back into what I'm, I'm really good at? Well, well, yeah, that's, that's, it was, I was blessed that I'd had that experience before I left and I took this chance. I was blessed that I had, you know, solid experience um, and a background that, you know, when I went back out into industry was, you know, frankly attractive, you know, and, and, you know, I always say it's really important not to burn your bridges. When I, when I left the UK and I was back in the US, you know, Deloitte was more than happy to take me back, uh, mm. but that that was working out of Philadelphia at that point, you know, where we went to school, mm -hmm. and I decided that Philly had become too small for me. I'd lived in London, and the next obvious move was New York City, mm -hmm. and so I started um, just really looking, and I didn't, and I wanted to do something outside of consulting and, and big four. I wanted to work, you know, in the private industry and give that a swirl, and so I did, and I landed at Sony, and, uh, you know, the work was very similar, but it was, it, it, it was, it was, obviously internal. And so, you know, when you're working for consulting agencies, you're going from client to client to client. And it's a very, uh, you find something and it's up to the client to go fix it. You leave and you move on to the next customer or client. And, and obviously when I was internal, it was, it was a little bit different. You find an issue and then you try and figure out how to remediate it, you know, how to mitigate it. Um, and it becomes sort of your, your issue. Um, and so, you know, it, it was, it was, it was easy to make the switch because the subject matter was the same. Um, but now I had the opportunity to sort of focus just on this one environment. And it's, you know, it's, it was very complex, you know, that's obviously a huge company. Um, yeah. But so being able to be on to the New inside. York, right? You moved to New York and what, what year was that? 2009. 2009. Okay. Yeah. And then you worked at Deloitte for how, how long before you moved over to Sony? Um, so I was at Deloitte for like four or five years, went to London, then came back mm -hmm. to the U.S., then started at Sony. Okay. Um, Directly at Sony? Yeah, right away. Yeah, Ooh. I came right. Yeah, I moved. Well, I moved to New, New York. And you know, the best thing is, talk about not burning bridges. When I went to interview for the job at Sony, turns out that the one of the women in the department that I was interviewing into mm -hmm. was one of um, somebody I'd worked with at Ooh. Deloitte. Which and so that obviously helped. Yeah. That obviously helped. Um, you know, she we didn't work. I didn't work directly with her, mm -hmm. uh, but she was, you know, she she yeah. obviously had some input to the hiring manager. Um, and so then I was at Deloitte for a little bit. Or sorry, I was at Sony for a little bit. I left Sony and actually went back to Deloitte, but Deloitte, New York City, and did that for a bit. 
and ended up working on a lot of like banking clients, which just wasn't, it just wasn't my interest. It wasn't my background. I'd spent my time in retail um, and um, manufacturing Mm -hmm. when I was in Philly. And so when I moved to New York and I, you know, they threw me into these banking um, institutions, it just wasn't, I just had no interest. And, you know, it is New York City. It is the financial capital of the world. And so in order for me to stay at Deloitte, I was probably going to have to keep on, and as I moved up, I was going to probably have to keep banking in some, in some, you know, to some degree, but I, I didn't want to. And so I left and I went to another company, a large company, which most people haven't heard of, but it's a B2B. Um, and again, I was doing the same exact work, IT uh, tech, or sorry, um, IT risk, and got tired of that. And I went back to Sony. So, you know, as you can see, I'm a big proponent in, you know, not, not burning, burning your bridges your because bridge. you might leave and decide you want to go back. So it's a big, big, I think. In, in, in So when you went back to Sony, there was there was an opportunity to move into deep into security. And there was a heavy recruitment from the CISO. Yeah. Yeah. So when I went back to Sony, so now, now I'm back to Sony. This is 2013 we're talking. Mm-hmm. Um, I went back to Sony 2013 and I was doing the the same work. So IT risk, not, I was in security yet. Yeah. And I did that for a little bit. And um, around 2000. Risk is security because you're always dealing with what is the risk if you get popped or, or. 100%. You're absolutely right. The way I see it is you have tech risk and then you have an umbrella that is uh, cyber risk, right? Mm-hmm. And um, 100% cyber is, is yeah. it's a conversation of enterprise risk always, always. Absolutely. Um, and a lot of people take that for granted. Um, and, you know, they think it's all about, you know, um, you know, all the fancy, you know, tools and, 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 and pen testing and red teaming and all that is, that's all part of it, but it all is based on uh, your level of risk acceptance, your risk appetite, all of that. Yeah. For me, one of the big things I've known you for so long and the way you build relationships are, are, so important. I've learned a lot from it. And a lot of hackers, a lot of techs are very isolated. What mm-hmm. would you say, especially that you moved from job to job, but like I moved from Sony back into the Deloitte and then I moved over to Sony. How do you build those relationships? What, what are some of those techniques that you can give people out there that's like, you know, those soft skills? It's not always about tech. It's you know, you could be the greatest coder ever, but if you cannot communicate and get along yeah. with it, it is hard to really elevate yourself. Well, I, I think first and foremost, as simple as it sounds, you have to listen. You mm. have to really be good at listening. I work um, in a position where my job is to listen and provide value where there may be 
um, risks that need to be, you know, identified and mitigated. But the only way I'm going to do that is by listening to those folks at every level of the organization. And so, um, you know, my number one thing is when I walk when I walked into my new job three weeks ago, my first question to them was, "What keeps you up at night?" And I listened to what they said. Mm-hmm. I didn't come in to tell you what you should be scared of and what you should be worried about in you know what what you should be doing my question was you know you tell me what's what's wrong you tell me what worries you and we'll go from there um and so i think it's really important to to listen i think it's really important not to be an asshole and that seems simple but it's i i'm so serious when i say it Uh, i have spent an entire career seated on this side of the desk where i'm telling people you know what they're doing wrong and you know what they what they're what what they should be doing, um, and and you know that obviously creates a level of resistance. But I do it in a way that you know I'm respectful and um, I'm listening and I'm kind. And again, it sounds really simple, but you know people all the technical stuff we can all learn. Anybody can learn that. Mm-hmm. But it's like it's it's the soft stuff. It's like you said, it's being able to carry a conversation with um, anybody at any level, respecting to uh, respecting them and, 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 you know, their experience and really trying to figure out, you know, where you can add value uh, in a way that doesn't feel cookie cutter, in a way that doesn't feel generic. Uh, I, in compliance, you know, that's part of my job title. A lot of times people believe it to be some sort of like checklist exercise. And I'm a strong, strong believer that no checklist fits any company or every company 100%. So, you know, risk is never a one size fits all. Uh, Compliance shouldn't be either. And, you know, you really want to start at least when we're talking GRC is understanding, you know, the business itself, it's, it's, it's strengths, it's weaknesses, um, you know, where it's going, where it's been, and all that, you get that by listening, you know, asking the right questions and listening to responses. There it is. I was just going to say that one of the things that I appreciate about you is when we have conversations that ranges from everything, you know, we're friends, we have phone calls, bi-monthly, every six months or, or every month or every week is you ask these questions that are very thoughtful, that are very precise, right? And, and it allows me to take a step back and I have to think about what the answer is. And then you could, from there, give me a better question to then allow me to get to a better answer. And one, I just feel like your your questions that you, the questions that you ask allow you to be a better listener to then interpret for me what you can give advice to. How do you right. how do you get to that level? That's that's a different level of asking good questions. That that's a skill. It's not just. Um, I appreciate that, Marco. Yeah. I, well, my superpower um, mm. is most certainly being able, and when we're talking professionally, mm-hmm. is being able 
to walk the line between, you know, engineers and the tech side of the house mm -hmm. and the business side. I am walking in to meetings with engineers one minute and then from there walking into meetings with, you know, the finance team the next minute. And so I've had to understand, you know, how both sides of the house speak in their languages so that I can interpret. Because sometimes, you know, unfortunately, as important as it is for these both sides to be on the same page, sometimes they just aren't. And it's mm -hmm. just a matter of jargon and language. Um, and I think the way that it's, I don't consider myself the most eloquent person. And so for me, I when, when, <laughs> thank you. But I, 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 maybe, and maybe that's why, but like, I, I, I dumb things down even for myself, you maybe, know, like I, I maybe it, and it, it, I know you for 22 years. Maybe, maybe that's it. I've known you for 22 years. We have so many conversations. I, I, I think, you know, at least for me, you've known me before I even got into the industry and I was trying to break into the industry. Hustling, hustling yeah, since day one. Grinding, right? For real. And, and the story that I would give is like, you said earlier, you were trying to get me in. And I kid you not, she <laughs> finally convinced me. I go to the last meeting of the semester five minutes before it and <laughs> and i was like crushed because i was like what it's the last meeting of the year i'm gonna wait until next september and i don't even know if i'm gonna be here i was crushed but but i've known you for so long and i feel like you know the things that you say are are so impactful at least to me because i you know i know it comes from a good place when you're given advice, not only to coworkers, to friends, to mentees, what, how do you communicate with them so they could understand that it's coming from a good place and not, and very authentic and, and it's coming from the heart. I'm trying to make you better. What is, what does that look like? Right. Or, or how do you have that conversation with them so you could understand you're not hating i'm just giving you love yeah yeah i mean i think you said it authenticity i i really mean it and i and and i try really hard to be as honest and you know um considerate uh, and um you know frank with the way that you know when i when i'm speaking to somebody um, again, in, 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 in any relationship, really, um, because, you know, time is money and I don't really have time to try and like interpret, you know, your, you know, your indirects and like, I, I, I don't know, I, I don't like being spoken to that way. And so it's the age old, you know, yeah. do on to others, how you want to be, how you want them to do on to you. And so I, I try really hard to just be really like, like honest and, 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 and clear and not beat around the bush. And, um, you know, again, consider it, you know, sometimes you're speaking to somebody who may not have as, as much experience. And so, you know, you have to keep in mind that like at one point you were there too. Yep. Um, 
there's been plenty of times where, you know, somebody who um, is much junior to me has had questions and, you know, to me, you know, it's something where I'm like, well, duh, but I would never react that way because I remember at one point, you know, I was in their shoes. And so, Hmm. um, you know, there is something special about just the human element of just, you know, interacting no matter what stage um, you're at, no matter, you know, how high you climb, um, just some level of, you know, being humble and um, appreciating that, you know, there, it's a journey for, for all of us and we're at different, you know, points. Um, and, and, you know, we're all, there's, there's enough for everybody to go around. You know, there's no reason that we have to, um, you know, fight each other or hate on each other, like you said, um, there's enough for all of us. And, you know, the more you up, uplift, the more we uplift one and another, the, the, the better we're going to be, you know, as a, as a whole. You were talking about journey. What is next on your journey? I know you started Ooh. a new gig. Yeah. What's on your journey. What, what does that look like? Well, you know, Marco, you told me a few years ago, that I was going to be a CISO one day. And I told you, I don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, but I feel differently now. I Let's think put that, it on yeah. I, Let's put it on record. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, eventually I'd, I'd like to be um, C-suite and likely a CISO, a CTO, you know, depending on, you know, what direction my career, you know, takes. But right now, you know, um, I'm, I'm, I'm on that path. What is I, like we we had this conversation and what did I say? I wanted I wanted to be out there. What did I say when you when you get the <laughs> sweet? What have I told you? You've told me a few times that one day you'd be working for me, but I you know I don't know, Marco. I don't know. Hold on. Finish, I don't know. Finish that statement off. Finish the statement off. Go ahead. What have I said? When you get the CISO suite. Uh, the, first hire, you, what? <laughs> first. the first hire is going to be who? Marco Figueroa. Everybody knows now. This is, <laughs> this is on record that when you hit CISO and you have your first hire, it's going to be me. Uh, Marco, we haven't <laughs> talked about it too much, but I have to, I can't let this end without <laughs> giving you the credit that you deserve for my journey you know we talk about journey and honestly marco we reconnected what like five years ago maybe something like that way longer when you're coming back when you're coming back from london okay all right so so that's longer than five years ago but what that was probably something like 12 years ago but 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 we probably reconnected and we probably touched base here and there but really really got cool again was once I moved into security and I realized wait a minute through social media probably that you were doing you know that you're obviously in the same industry and we had a conversation and we've been like this since and you've done so much Mm -hmm. to help shape me with I appreciate readings that. that you that you that you recommend with the different you know just the, all the diff, all the soft stuff that you've helped me with we're obviously in different spaces within security but you know bringing me under your wing at different conferences introducing me to so many people uh 
it's, it's, it's all the stuff that really matters that you really, 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 really contributed to like firsthand Marco. So I just want to put this out there. It's not just her. I, I, yesterday I had a conversation with someone that I've never met. She reached out and LinkedIn and asked me, can I have a half hour of your time? I was like, no doubt. Just go to my calendar my calendar, send me, send me an invite. Let's get on the phone. And this is the way I feel like this game has given me so much that I want to give back. So like, thank you game, because my repayment is helping one, two, three, four, five people, whatever this, this whole, this hack chat is to give back and it's all about helping one person over zero. If I can help one person, if they could see this and take something Check. away, that is that is my North Star. And and for me, helping you is it's an honor. Like, yeah, I care for you. You my sis that I've never had, but I would do it for someone. Just luckily, I've known you for over 20 years now. So it, it just makes it that special. Just a little time. Seeing seeing that that light shine on you, seeing oh. what you've done, seeing that hustle and that grind, and you continue to to elevate your game. And I, I trickle a little bit of advice, whether you take it or not. It, it's the same thing you do, right? When I when I call you and I said, "Hey, I'm I'm dealing with this. Can you assist?" You like no doubt. It's it's a repayment or, you know, whatever you want to call it. I, I appreciate it. It's, it's friendship, deep friendship. It sure is. Me, it, that's what this is about. And I wanted to have you on because you've, you've meant so much over the years, the appreciation that I have for you, the advice and everything. And I still remember, I still remember Rod Digger, your, what was the, what was the gold card you had at Temple? The gold <laughs> Um it was, it was, it was, I had two, so it wasn't gold. I had a white, no, you're thinking of Danielle's card. Danielle had a gold yeah. car. Yes. Danielle. Danielle, I had a black car and then I had a white car, but Danielle uh-huh. had the gold car. Okay. So yes. Shout out to Danielle. She was in my Spanish class and this is who introduced me to you. Yep. And we all used to hang out because after class we used to hang out and I just wanted to say thank you for, for, coming on hack chat it means a lot and i can't wait to see in five years where you are because i know if you know you're you're a star and and hopefully this this gives everyone and lets everyone know how big of a star you are because the sky's the limit for you and and it's the biggest praise that i could give to you for a friend that i see how smart you are and and what you've done and it could give you it, it could give you that brighter light. So thank you so, so much generous. for for coming on and having a conversation. Do you have any last words for anyone out there? Some advice? I mean, you know, I think keep learning. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's that's number one. Um, be a learner for life. Be mm-hmm. open. Um, yeah, and be nice. You know, that gets you a long way. Just, just if you're, if you're open to learning and you're a nice person, trust me, it takes you a long, 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 long way. Get out there, meet people. Um, Don't be scared. Get out of your own way. 
Um, you know, that's, that's basic life stuff. And that that'll take you far in every aspect of, of life, truly, and not just at work. Um, so that's my advice. Awesome. Thank you, Alex, for joining. And until next time. Thank you. Care.